Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that kind of crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the two Corys. Corey versus Corey, but not really because they were pals, actually. So no. we can't really put them up against each other, but we're going to. But we're, <laughs> Well, we're, we're at least going to talk about them. I've been uh, researching Corey Feldman. You've been researching Corey Haim. That's right. You want you want to felt you want to Feldman it up first? Yeah. Well, Corey Feldman actually started his career at the age of three. He was in a McDonald's commercial that actually won a Clio award. So starting off doing pretty well. His um, parents kind of became his managers and ended up having kind of a bit of a fallout with them. He got emancipated when he was fifteen. And pretty much said he should have about a million dollars in his account, ended up only having about 40,000, but basically, you know, has accused his parents of taking advantage of him in and taking his money from him. So he appeared in roughly 100 commercials, did about 50 television series, uh, did a ton of movies, big time movies as well. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which was his first film that actually made a ton of money. Gremlins, of course, which is an amazingly fantastic film. Yeah, the Goonies, totally. an amazingly fantastic film. Stand by me. I mean, The Burbs. And of course, one of your faves, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He provided the voice of Donatello. Yeah, he did. He's in some big stuff, man. Yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. And then, of course, he teamed up with the other Corey in 1987 to do The Lost Boys. Fantastic film. Jason Patrick, mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland, Alex Winter. And uh, he reprised his role in, of that a couple of times. There actually were two straight-to-video sequels that he, uh, he did <laughs> with those. Uh, not quite as great as the first one. He did License to Drive with your Corey, Dream, Dream a Little Dream. Uh, the two guys did that television series, the two Corys. So they've kind no. of always, when they became pals after the Lost Boys, they kind of had a, quite the interlaced career. He, his, um, he was kind of considered one of the, uh, you know, in the 80s, like how, or even into the 90s, I don't know, maybe they still do it, but I mean, you remember like girls would always have like, get the magazine and then the they pop magazines and exactly stuff. those yeah, kind of things those, those teen heartthrob magazines exactly <laughs> yeah his picture was often in those magazines and tacked to people's walls right next to your Corey, right next to mm-hmm. uh any number of celebrities from back then he did of course have his battle with drugs he started taking drugs at the age of 15 and eventually did go to rehab for it and did get clean for it, which was good. Uh, he has mentioned multiple times that he was sexually abused as a child, but not by Michael Jackson, interestingly enough, who he was friends with. So he has basically said that, hey, if he never did it to me, so I guess Michael Jackson just wasn't into him. Uh, he's been married a few times. He's still working. Uh, nothing too major in regards to the film industry, but he's still doing some B movies. He's doing some reality shows. He wrote a book, uh, an autobiography talking about his life and he sings, he's got a band. 
and uh, tours around doing some songs. He's released a yeah, few albums. Isn't, so. isn't his music like super inspired, if not almost like a direct kind of copy of like Michael Jackson style? Like yeah, he's and if you very, watch like, his performances, they're very Michael Jackson-y too in the way he moves and everything. In the way he dresses. Yeah, exactly. It's so obviously he he was a Michael Jackson fan and friend because he he basically is like doing Michael Jackson style. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like Corey Feldman doing Michael Jackson style. That's pretty 80s. <laughs> Keeping Michael alive. Yep. Yeah, so he's he's had his ups and downs, but he's stuck through it. Uh, he's managed to continue to have a career. Uh, I don't foresee him ever making it to the kind of A-list any time, but he's working. And when it yeah. comes to acting and in that industry, if you're working, you're doing pretty damn well. Yeah, if you're actually making a living at it. So props to him for yeah. yeah, getting past all of the this shit in his life and coming out of it on the other end. We've talked about child stars on the show before and how they often get into the drug addiction and don't get out of it. Hence your Corey. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and so props to this Corey for actually succeeding and, and he so he interacts with his fans and friends on twitter and <laughs> Corey feldman's funny because when anytime he tweets it's all caps like because <laughs> he's kind of batty right and it's all caps and <clears throat> and you'll comment and we'll we'll comment and he'll like the comment comment back and stuff uh, cool. so he'll interact with you on twitter he's also kind of a big advocate for like uh child stars child and keeping star. them away yeah, exactly. from abuse and stuff like that. Cause I guess he and my Corey, Corey Haim uh, experienced quite a bit of that. So he's a big advocate for trying to like protect child stars from the ravages of Hollywood and then their, their behavior toward, toward child stars, which I think is getting less and less nowadays. But back then, I guess it was pretty nefarious. Yeah. And what's um, interesting about that too is not only about the sexual abuse, but he's also worked in regards to exploiting children, actors, and as well, and yeah. making sure that their money is being taken care of while they're underage, so that way it's available for them when they when they get older. Yeah. So coming from that backdrop, it's it's good that he's able to actually speak up about it and and advocate for it. That's cool. Yeah. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, listeners, you should because he. He's pretty funny. <laughs> He'll just come out with some craziness sometimes. And, but yeah, he, he's pretty cool. Um, maybe he'll come on the show someday. Hey, Corey, um, I think you should come on the show to hang out with us, bro. Yeah. Tell us some stories about, about any, one of these freaking movies. Yeah. Anything. Been in. Uh, talk about the Goonies. Goonies is awesome. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's really good too. Like he, he's, 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 he's really, he was really good in those. So yeah, he was great. Like, I don't know. I think he's a talented actor, actually. It's hard to say because a lot of the stuff he does now is that really just kind of schlocky B-movie crap. Yeah. Like if you gave him something legit now, I think would he still be good? We won't, we don't know because he only gets kind of the schlocky stuff, which is fine too. If that's what you can do that, that, that we like that kind of stuff too, you know? So I appreciate those movies. I totally would act in one of those movies. Absolutely. I know you would. You'd be like, what? I got a job. Yeah. 
<laughs> Look out, it's a bird. Lost Boys 4. Hell yeah. yeah I'll be in that. Boys. You'd be like the first one who dies, but you'd be like, yeah, I got a job. Yeah. <laughs> I died in the Lost Boys. Well, Corey Haim had a, a a very interesting parallel with Corey Feldman, although it didn't end as 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 well. Um, he also he's Canadian, a Canadian import, Canadian Jewish. And he also did commercials and he eventually got into this kind of comedy TV series in Canada called the Edison twins. And then, you know, people started to take notice and he did his first feature film in 1984. It was called um, Firstborn. So that's a movie about a boy whose mother, like mother has a violent boyfriend played by Peter Weller. I guess this was kind of his first like kind of shock into the Hollywood world where um, he tried to compliment Weller, but Weller was still in this method acting of being an abusive, violent guy. And I guess he like kind of attacked him and he's like, don't ever talk to me after a take. Corey Hames like, all right, Pete, Mr. Weller, please let me go. <laughs> so that was his first kind of, um, I mean, I think Peter Weller apologized to him later, but um, I guess he was like only 10 and he, he, he kind of freaked out. He's like, okay, well, that's that's how things are here, I guess. So he did he did some other things like he 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 started with Sally Field and he he had a leading role in Silver Bullet, like about werewolves and stuff. I likes that film. Um, it's a good film. Yeah, and he also played like a paraplegic kid with um, uh, Uncle Gary Busey as his uncle. Yeah, and their towns being terrorized by a werewolf. So he he's actually starring with some big names. Um, so he's getting in there and he's a pretty talented actor, right? So he's starting to get awards and, and things like that. And then I think his first um, big teen like movie was a movie called Lucas, where he was kind of like this smart, but kind of underdeveloped kid. And he's trying to just fit into high school with, and he's got this huge crush on Carrie Green, who plays a cheerleader, and Charlie Sheen's kind of the cool guy. Why not a writer? Writer is in that movie. And that was his first big role. And I, I like, do you remember that movie, Lucas? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the rumor that supposedly Charlie Sheen sexually molested him on that? Yeah, that, that was the rumor. Um, but that was never confirmed. And actually, Charlie sued, and they never proved that. Um, but that that was kind of the rumor yeah. was Charlie Sheen was like get, getting it on in the back door with with um with Corey, but that that was never proven. But I think there was like during his time in Hollywood, I think there was stuff like that going on. Yeah, I, I think because some stuff I read on that too kind of implied that may, that it was actually somebody else that did it, and you know Corey's memory of things could be a bit distorted because you know he's quite young at the time and got him confused or something like that. Or it's yeah, hard to that, say because we're all hearing this third hand, second hand stories. And of course he's not around to say one way or the other. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time picturing Charlie Sheen as that kind of person. I mean, he was, a, certainly was a scumbag back in the days and he'll even yeah. tell you he was you know, on drugs and you would totally pretty much do just about anything, but I never really got the vibe that he would force himself on some boy. I don't yeah. know from any, well, I've I never met he, him, but you can only you know. say what you can prove, I guess. Yeah, so. exactly. But I guess during this time, he, he was really embracing that child star lifestyle. And I guess there's this famous soda pop bar and a hotel in, in, in Hollywood just for these child actors. And he was getting into that. But that's when he started getting into drugs. 
um, at a young age. Um, but he was still doing good. Even Robert Ebert really liked him. And Lucas said, hey, this kid, if he keeps acting like this, he won't just be a child star. He'll be like a legit star. He's pretty good. Yeah, then he started. I mean, he even he you, you talk about Goonies. He actually auditioned for the role that Corey Feldman got as well. And you talked about Stand By Me. He actually auditioned for uh, the River Phoenix role, too. Yeah. And so he, he's doing all these movies. And and then he got the, the, the Lost Boys, which was huge. And then he started making movies with Corey Feldman, like The License to Drive. And they kind of partnered up. And they were kind of buddies. And they made movies together. And, like, teenage girls loved him. And he couldn't even go on stage without the teenage girls just kind of like flooding the stage and the fire marshal has to carry him out, that kind of thing. Right. But lost boys was huge. It, it, I, I think that was a great movie. Um, and I think that's really what propelled him in, into the, into the, like the, the big time. Right. But all the while, you know, poor Corey was like, he was, he was basically becoming addicted to drugs. Right. So, Oh, there's one other thing, by the way. Do you remember that episode where we're like, hey, who would you want to date? Um, Alyssa Milano or 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 Nicole Eggert? He dated them um, both. He dated both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was quite yeah. a stud back in the day. He was. And even though he was like kind of, you know, kind of an addict and kind of a loose cannon, he still got the he still got the ladies, right? Because he's Corey Haim. And he was getting like 2,000 fan letters a week. And he's doing all these movies. But then he... Like he started to become like his addiction and I feel sad for him, you know, cause his addiction really started to take over and he wasn't reliable. He couldn't act as well. He, was, he couldn't show up to the sets reliably and slowly started like in the nineties doing kind of these direct to video kind of movies. And he, you know, he, he, that's kind of what he did. And he ended up like bankrupt man and literally like homeless in Hollywood so he he went from hero to zero, like all the way up there to fame, to literally homeless, like a homeless dude. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and he, his, his addiction really kicked his ass and he was homeless. And his appearance suffered too. Like he was a reasonably decent looking guy, but then you kind of look at him, he started to look kind of like shit too. Yeah. It was really, his addictions were really beating him up. So it's, it's obviously his health was suffering. And he was homeless. And then there's this uh, musician who, who took him in and they were, uh, hey, you can live with me and maybe we can do like some kind of um, show about you cleaning up, right? To maybe make some money on a show, but also like have a mechanism to clean up. It was never picked up, but I thought it was a good idea, right? But he, he was, and then he ended up finally living in a like an apartment above a garage in Santa Monica. So to me, it's it's sad because... It, you know, he was at the top of his game, but because of, you know, addiction and and, and that affliction, um, it just kicked his ass and he ended up homeless and stuff. So, you know, and, and he did the show, The Two Corys, and he's, he was constantly trying to do things, including with Corey Feldman. But he's just it's hard. He's hard to work with because he's like addicted and he's like not doing well and he's 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 not showing up to the set and stuff. So he ended up dying in 2010 of like a pneumonia, which, which I'm sure had a lot to do with his years of addiction and affliction and stuff like that. So, um, 
Yeah, he 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 went back to Canada for the later parts of his life and and was trying to do work, but then just ended up dying of pneumonia because his body just couldn't really handle handle it. And he was only thirty eight, so yeah. I, I feel really sad for him. Um, I I feel really sad actually. I think it's a sad story because. He's probably a cool dude. He was at the top of his game. He ends up homeless. And it just shows you what like addiction can do. So I'm I'm sorry he couldn't get the help he needed or the help he, he did get didn't work as well as it could have. So that's that's a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer because we mentioned Stand By Me with River Phoenix. I mean, there's another example of drugs destroying a potentially great career. Yeah. And then these child stars not kind of making that transition from child star to to elder star. I don't know what you would want to call it. But adult, well, you don't want to call them adult stars. Either. Adult that stars. Doesn't work. <laughs> that's why that's why I had to tell well, myself adult some, some of them do though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Screech, Screech did. did. <laughs> Dustin Diamond. But the, it's interesting how these two, their paths just kind of kept crossing and yeah, like Corey Feldman directed a film and he had Corey Ham in it. They, they did like nine films together over their, their careers. Mm-hmm. They started out at roughly the same age. They followed it all the way through. They both got into drugs. They partied together. They, I'm sure, shared plenty of drugs together. And you see one of them actually made it out into adulthood and getting clean. And then the other one didn't. And it's a total example of what can happen to you if you let your life kind of go down that path because yeah, he had a lot of potential. I think, I think he probably would have been a bigger star than Corey Feldman. I mean, sorry, Corey, I know you're still alive and all, but I I do. I think if he had stayed living and kept himself clean, I think his, his stardom would have been quite up, quite up there because I mean, those were good films and you could see him transitioning into an adult actor. Yeah, I think he, I think so too. And it's just sad. And, you know, I think it's better nowadays because I think like mental illness and and, and addiction isn't as this kind of taboo. We don't talk about it kind of, oh, kind of a shameful thing any, as much anymore. So I, I wonder if, like maybe he would have held on or maybe if he would have, um, you know, been healthier and not, not got his pneumonia and stuff, if he maybe would have been able to get uh, better help these days. I don't know. I just, I, I, I hope that people nowadays, especially younger people who have mental illness and addiction issues, they, they feel like they can go get help and it's totally okay. Maybe that stigma was a little more, prevalent back then than it is now. So that's, that's one of the things about modern life that I do like is, Hey, if you, if you're having afflictions like that, go get help and there's plenty of help and don't be ashamed about it, which, which I dig. Yeah. I agree with you. It, it, it does seem like people are more willing to talk about that kind of stuff. And you don't hear as much about child stars getting hardcore into drugs and going down that negative path yeah. like you did back in the day. So I think that there are a lot more safety nets in place and people have learned from the lessons of the two Corys. Yeah. So say what you will about how their careers ended up. I think because of what like happened to Corey Haim, 
they're they're saying we don't want that to happen to other child stars. So what what can we do to make sure that that doesn't happen? And and I, I think it I think it is on on a lot. Yeah, of I I don't hear a lot of that anymore either. And it seems like a lot of the child stars in the past decades have been pretty well grounded peeps. Like, oh, they're pretty upstanding young people. And maybe that does have a lot to do with like Corey Feldman's advocation. Like he he's very outspoken, yeah. right? About about that kind of Hollywood abuse of young of children and 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 parents stealing the money and 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 being physically sexually abused by producers saying, hey, this is part of the whole thing in Hollywood. I think maybe Corey Feldman's like honesty and advocation pr- probably helped push that forward. So good on you, Corey. Mm-hmm. Well done, sir. Yeah. And with sexual abuse as well. I mean, not just because of what he's been speaking about, but uh, you, you had the Me Too movement. You've had a lot of guys stepping up and basically saying it happens to us too. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry Crews, or not that Terry Crews says he was abused, but he said he's had uh, guys make inappropriate comments and, and statements to him. And he's a big, solid guy. Like, you know, you wouldn't want to mess with him. He can knock you out. Yeah. That's shady, shady. God. And, and it just, I don't know, just really creepy, shady stuff. And I think that those creepy, shady Hollywood guys, the producers, those people in power kind of taking advantage of young people and their dreams. I think they're kind of on their way out too. Because I don't think society nowadays is is a, can is is accepting them or, or can accept them, and they shouldn't. So they, they can fuck off. Yeah, and, and and it's and it's good. And people like Corey Feldman spoke out about it. And he continues to speak out about it. So good, good for you, Corey. You know, I, we think you're pretty cool, bro. And mm-hmm. we're fans. Um, and we like the advocation that you give to young people. Um, over the years, so good on you, bro. And plus, we really like Goonies. And totally, and and all the movies back in the eighties that you were in, we're we're we totally love them all. They're so good. <laughs> They're totally so good. True. Totally true. Every one of these movies I listed, except for the Mutant Ninja Turtle one, because I have not actually seen that. You haven't seen the Mutant Ninja Turtle original one from nineteen ninety. No. What the hell's my oh, dude? The only Mutant Ninja Turtle thing I've ever seen was the cartoon that was on TV, the series, the cartoon series. But I've never seen any so of the good. any of the films. Well, the, the, that was the only good film from back in the day. Those sequels sucked, but that was a pretty good one. I suggest you watch it. Okay. Um, well, it was done in 1990, so technically we could do an episode on it. Well, yeah, I, we can't do an overlook because <laughs> no, you're the only a... one who overlooked it. But for <laughs> whatever reason, people know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe Corey will come on our show. I want to see if I can get in touch in touch with him. Maybe he'll come hang out with us. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Doubtful, but that'd be kind of fun, right? <laughs> Talking to Corey Feldman. We'll get him on an episode of Overlooked and we'll do one of his Overlooked straight to video films. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we could that we could do that. Awesome. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think so too. I'm going to contact. Hey, Corey, I'm going to contact you and we can't pay you because we're. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have nothing too, to but, offer Corey other but, than. But the... if you want to hang out with us, just have, have some fun and talk about your like direct to um, video um, movies from the nineties, man, we would, you would make our day. <laughs> totally. That'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be like the peak of our podcasting yeah, life. Yeah, we feel like we've made it. We <laughs> got Corey talking about his direct-to-DVHS direct movies. 
We have succeeded. We we we, are, we can only. There is no more going up for him from no, here. So Corey, if you're listening, man, you would make our dreams come true if you absolutely. That'd be so awesome. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up here, fans. So you can find us on the web at the 80s and 90s.com. Follow us on Twitter at the 80s and 90s.com. And of course, we did mention the 80s and 90s Overlooked, our YouTube series, where we find those overlooked films that you might not have found or seen. And we talk about them. And with that, we will say we are out of here like my chances of starring in The Lost Boys Part 4. <laughs> not going to happen. It could, though. It could. You could be like an extra who gets like upgraded, annihilated by by one of the vampires. And you're like, cool. oh, no, and that's your only part. But you're still in it, man. I want to be one of the vampires. I want to be like one of the vampire crew. Like, like yeah, but uh, they probably just want teenagers for that kind of thing. Right. What are you saying? I don't look like a teenager. Screw you, man. I mean, pretty good looking guy, but, but old people can be vampires, too, Jamie. You don't have to be young. No, they can because vampires are immortal and they're supposed to look kind of younger. Yeah, but if you get turned into a vampire at a certain age, you're going to stay that age, right? Yeah. I wrote a story. I wrote a book. I (laughs) wrote a novel. What if you're like 100 and you get turned into a vampire? (laughs) You're like, oh, shit. That's one of the characters. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I wrote a novel and uh, it's crap. So, uh, But uh, I wrote it for uh, this NaNoWriMo's National Write a Novel in a Month thing. And one of the characters, it's a vampire, cheesy vampire novel. And one of the characters is an old lady who is a vampire because she was turned into a vampire at a much older age. (laughs) She's got dentures. So she has like, she can't, like, people have to get her blood and she has to drink it through a stalk because <laughs> she can't do it with her dentures they fall out <laughs> you'll be the middle you'll be lost boy six you'll be the middle-aged vampire that's right i'll be like damn it kids when i was your age not a vampire <laughs> <laughs> why we keep making remakes lost boys damn it why we keep why we we making making new movies? remakes <laughs> you damn kids and your sequels and your reboots and your remakes <laughs> just do new movies